All right, everyone, I'm here with my very special guest. Well, I can't, I don't want to say special guest anymore. You are a resident here at According to RP. PB is back in the building, guys. Paul Bromley is back to grace us with his voice. Rita, uh, <laughs> I can't even put on, I can't even put on a face right now. I'm tired. <laughs> but hello to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not even going to put on I for y'all. What a, what a time we are. What a time to be alive. Oh man, oh man. I mean uh, we're still we're still striving and surviving in yes. the quarantine infested yes. streets. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. The the corona infested streets. We are still here moving. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, man, What's going on? Uh, I mean, well, tell me how you've been first. You know, I feel like we we only really oh, go into man. deep dives when we get on the show. We text yeah. here and there, but I only get to learn about you when the people learn about you. <laughs> you know, I feel like um, I am on like autopilot. You know, I was mm-hmm. reading this article this morning about like people who just are like working from home and just don't give a damn about work, but they mm-hmm. doing they doing what they had to do because everybody needs to keep their job right now. Yeah. Um, and I think that's how I feel about like a lot of things right now. Um, and you know, there's so much to do only, but so in, so much energy, um, that you had to complete it. And, you know, I just feel like I'm just on autopilot. I'm everybody in my house is getting fed. Everybody's getting paid. Everybody's working. Everybody's going to daycare, going to school, whatever they got to do. Um, you know, snacks are being made in the morning. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to sleep. I'm, I'm eating too much, but you know, I'm here, but it's just tiresome. Like I'm ready for. You know, I guess I'm ready for, I was going to say, I guess I'm ready for all this to be over with, but I, what I guess what I'm really ready for is, you know, uh, competent leadership <laughs> yeah. and, um, you know, so that it can be over safely and not just because everyone's tired. <laughs> um, that is true. That's a good point. That's a good point know, right there. But I guess I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to stay in, in, in good spirits and, uh, you know, just, just, just wait it out and do what I'm supposed to do. But it seems like it seems like you and I are the only people still in quarantine. It seems like everybody else is out shaking their ass from I mean, what I, I can mean, see. People are out here in these streets. I mean, I, I am quarantining, but I'm not going to lie. I've been, you know, like the park is my thing. I've been out to the park. Oh, yeah. I yeah, went yeah. to, I did go to a mental health um, meetup, I would say maybe like what, a week and a half ago, which was really right. good. We still practice social distancing. Yeah. But it was, I so I feel like I am coming out a little more. I mean, my. Oh, for sure. Yeah, my my routine more so though is working out, which is I mean that that's one thing I can say thank you uh pandemic because it kind of like knocked me into this like fitness and health um mindset where literally I would say every morning or at least if not every single morning five times a week 
I am out of my house going to the park with a group of my girls and we are, re- it's, it's actually called Riri's training camp because um, apparently I'm, I've turned into a personal fitness coach. <laughs> look Now look at that. The, the <laughs> pandemic is really bringing out our hidden talents because we like to eat. We, you know, yeah. Listen, I turned down alcohol yesterday, so you what? know. Oh I God. turned down alcohol twice because I was like, because I'm, you know, I'm looking at the scale. You know, my friends are telling me that I'm thinning out, and I was like feeling myself, and I'm like, I'm not about to do undo this work that I am doing. It's that new haircut. You feeling yourself? It's the new haircut. It's the new yeah. haircut, and the new haircut I think inspired more of the fitness because I'm like, I can't be walking around rolling around like a oompa loompa, <laughs> and you know, I, I don't have my hair to hide behind anymore. So I'm like, you know, trying to thin out and kind of, you know, be proportional with this haircut. So I'm like, I'm not necessarily counting calories, but right. I mean, when I, when I said no to that alcohol yesterday, I knew that there was a change in Rita. Yeah. That's there dope. Change. That's dope. Change. Well, that's, that's good. That's, that's really good. And now, and you know, um, my kids are, like I said, they're back in daycare and, and, mm-hmm. and school and things of that nature now, because I have been with them 24 seven since March. Um, and not really having the time to, you know, bef- you know, before all this, I was on them, on my health kick too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that has gone completely out of the window. Um, but now, you know, I'm going to try to get back on the, on the ball myself, um, mm-hmm. eating, eating better and, um, just getting, just getting active, you know, yeah, I found yeah. some, uh, some workouts on, on YouTube. Cause I'm a gym person. Like I do not like doing anything. I don't like running yeah. outside. I don't like using body weight. I don't like doing any of that. I like elliptical, not elliptical, excuse me, treadmills and stair climbers and mm-hmm. weights and shit, stuff like that. Like I like to, I, I like the, the technology of it all, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm like that too. I will say like my, I was more of a gym girl. You would never find me in the park doing any type of like workouts, but yeah. At some point, I'm like, something's got to give because I live in an apartment building. I can't be jumping up and down. Correct. And then because I found friends to kind of motivate, I feel like that's really what helped me. Yeah. Um, it was just a random conversation one day, like July 4th, like, yeah, we should all work out t- together. And then me and one other girl actually took the steps to walk. And then walking became a whole training camp. Like sometimes I bring equipment out and everything. Okay. Yeah. And um, like, we're really out here, like working hard and we're seeing results. But um, I never thought that I would be that person because I'm not an outdoor like workout person. I cannot deal with the humidity. I I don't like do, you know, I don't really like running the tracks, you know. Can't stand it. Yeah. But, you know, we're we're making it work. (laughs) We're making it work. So, you know. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to get my get my stuff together. We I have like there's like at least three high schools around me in parks that have like the track and Mm -hmm. I see people out there all the time. But it seems like. It's so hot, you either have to go right when the sun is up or right when it goes yeah. down or she'll die. <laughs> yeah, you got to go early. Like we go yeah. at like 7, 7.30 in the morning because yeah. um, that 12 p.m., that 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 10 a.m. sun hits hard. Yeah. I'd be in that sun like this cannot be the same sun that my ancestors sleep <laughs> all done. It. it cannot be. It absolutely cannot. Because How? How? Uh, I mean, Love listen, where there's a will, there's a way, you know, we're yeah. resilient people. So, you know, these circumstances were rough for them, but they were like, what else am I supposed to do? Correct. We have choices, you know, yeah. we got the option to be outside. So that's why we're like turning our noses like, huh? Well, I'm going to I'm do it for them. You know what I'm saying? Because you I'm going to do it for, them? Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> do do it for, it for the them. people. Yeah, I'm going to do it for my ancestors. <laughs> 
Um, well, I'm happy that things, you know, are looking up. I feel like, you know, yeah. in the beginning of quarantine, we both were just like, man, listen. Oh, boy, yeah. Ugh, this this is the first this. pit that I've been, I haven't been in a pit in a, in a while over this mm-hmm. whole just like pandemic thing. Um, you know, t- t- today I'm not really feeling it, but I'll be yeah, all right I once you. I can get some, get some sunlight and some, uh, some water and sweat a little bit i'll be okay yeah you'll be good i think that that's what's definitely helps my mood you know yeah. if it wasn't for the working out and the eating healthy and, and the human connection you know it's quarantine but like seeing other people that's kind of what brought me up a right. little bit if not i would have been you know back in the dark place wondering you know when is the world gonna end <laughs> yeah are, are you an introvert or an extrovert i'm an introverted extrovert so okay. i'm the, i'm an anti-social socialite me too. The, yeah. the exact, the exact same. So on some days, like when this first started, I was like, "Well, shit, this is me anyway. I like being in the house." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, only two people can get in the elevator. I like this. Don't, yeah, don't talk to me while I'm shopping. Don't look at me. Don't do nothing, you know." But now I'm like, "Uh, I want to go to brunch. I want to mm-hmm. get some. Uh, I want, I want to, I want some potatoes and eggs and a little yeah. bacon on the side and, and a little, a little bottomless mimosa with like six, six people at the table, you know, <laughs> a little something." We like to move. We like to move when we want to move. Like we want to be around right. people when we want to be around people. That's really what it is. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, All right. today, you know, we were talking about what we're going to you know, discuss today. And I feel like we've curated an amazing list of topics. <laughs> I, think it, I think it will be um, elitistly ghetto. And, I, and that is, yes, that is my aesthetic. So. Elitistly yeah. ghetto. I yeah. love it. I love it. So, you know, before we get into like the topics of the day, you know, we have our preliminaries. Okay. So I want to get into them. So we're going to start off with our uh, Urban Dictionary word or phrase of the week. Do you understand? definition um what does keep keep mean what's on fleek can you use it in a sentence i've been on fleek gillette and it's gonna be lit major key it's time for the urban dictionary word or phrase of the week so this week's urban dictionary word or phrase of the week is brianna taylor so Urban Dictionary defines Brianna Taylor as a 26-year-old Black woman who was an EMT before being brutally murdered by four plainclothes policemen who forced entry into her house under a no-knock warrant after midnight. The police were looking for a suspect that had been arrested earlier in the day and had accidentally come to the wrong house. Brianna Taylor was completely innocent of wrongdoing and murdered with no accountability. Example, Brianna Taylor's death was an example of police brutality and she deserves justice now. So I, you know, I know we do a lot of silly words for Urban Dictionary and sometimes we kind of go back in the vault and pull out words from the 90s, you know, but I feel like this Brianna Taylor thing, when I saw it as an, as, as an Urban Dictionary word or phrase, I was like, you know what, I want to talk about it this week. I mean, we talk about it pretty much every week, whatever me and you get together. Right. But I feel like we got to keep, finding ways to bring it up, whether it be through Urban Dictionary, whether it be through some random post, because it's so ridiculous to me how, you know, (laughs) on August 9th, 2020, um, there is still no justice for Breonna Taylor. Her people are still, you know, those uh, officers are still walking around living their lives freely. Correct. Yes. We got to keep her name um, alive. Um, We have to keep pushing for justice for her. um, And we have to, uh, protect black women at all costs. Um, 
you know, if we don't do it, nobody else will. And every time something like this happens to a Breonna Taylor um, or Sandra Bland, you know, and their names just get buried um, in the headlines or, you know, justice for them just moves at a snail's pace. um, You know, we disrespect and we, um, we diminish the um, the importance of of the lives of, of black women. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, this this name uh, Brianna Taylor is the she's the Urban Dictionary Word of the Week. She's the Thought of the Week. She's the Prayer of the Year, Prayer of the Month, um, and justice. Uh, you know, I, I justice for the, the 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 striving for justice for a lifetime. In my opinion, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that, this is a that's, that is definitely the, uh, the Word of the Week, Brianna Taylor. All right. So now we're going to move on to one of my favorite sections of the show. It is now time for the Big Up of the Week. And so this week's Big Up of the Week, I don't know if you heard last week's show, um, uh, Paul, but I had my cousin, Chef Claudie Pierre, who was on the show he was talking about his entrepreneurial, you know, ventures and things of that yes. nature. But more importantly, mm-hmm. we were talking about the charity work that he's doing. So that's right. why I wanted to big him up. I, I mean, last week's episode, I think I bigged him up enough in his face. But, you know, <laughs> now that we're about now that, you know, he's off the show, I want to continue bigging him up because, you know, during this time of of the pandemic, a lot of businesses obviously were, you know, severely affected. But yeah. I would say the hospitality industry the hospitality industry, the restaurant industry, I think took one of the biggest hits, right? Sure, absolutely. And so as a chef um, and as somebody who has a whole hospitality business, eminent hospitality, um, I've been watching him through, you know, this entire, you know, pandemic, giving back to the community, you know, creating meals through his um initiative third meal pro, uh, third meal initiative or third meal project where he's feeding hundreds and hundreds of people a week in the Pittsburgh area mm-hmm. and i just thought that you know he he shut down his actual <laughs> like cafe and he turned it into this you know volunteer hub this food you know pantry you know uh food dissemination or whatever hub and what was even more amazing is that in the beginning he was getting volunteers you know free 99 volunteers to actually help him you know in packaging the food and distributing the food and through you know being able to raise funds and and raising awareness of the work that he's been doing he's now able to pay these individuals so not only is he providing free meals to hundreds and hundreds of residents, he's also creating jobs for a lot of those same people um, in a time like this where unemployment for most does not cut it. I mean, I know people right. who are making only a hundred dollars a week in unemployment yeah. and that's that like that can't even pay a light bill. It certainly can't, not especially it won't pay my light bill. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So, you know, so being able to create jobs and create avenues and streams of income for people who are, struggling right now i think it's so amazing so i just wanted to give him the big up of the week um and just encourage him to continue doing what he's doing and to continue you know helping helping people the way he's helping people because it's it's not easy to to do charity work in a time like this no not at all and i think it's you know that what what you what you what you're saying now to me and the efforts that he's making is just proof that you know we were talking about this a little bit offline but like you know, the this might be a storm and this is a pandemic and this is this is horrible, but you know, 
God is still using people to do great things and blessing people in many different ways. Um, even in the, um, in the midst and the eye of this particular storm. Um, and I think that the work that, you know, that, that brother is doing is, is amazing. You know, you, you, and that's how you can tell when a person's not, you know, in a particular field, not necessarily for the money, you know, show, you know, if, you know, we all want to, we all want to make a profit if we can, you know, from, from what our, our, our talents are, what our career choice is. But, you know, the, the fact that he's, you know, now being, been able to turn his personal storm into a blessing to other people, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's really a testament to, you know, that man's, um, commitment to 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 the community and commitment to his his craft and really you know the commitment to to serving others um and blessing others and and honestly the and, and just feeding others because that's yeah, that's what yeah. the that's that's what the, the 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 meat of it is you know it's just you know i'm not in this necessarily to to make money i'm in it because i want to feed others i want to fellowship with people i want to make people feel comfortable that's what food does for a lot of people especially within our community so mm-hmm. definitely big up to that to that man um, and I hope God continues to bless um, all his endeavors. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, you 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 said it right on the nail. You know, um, God is is still moving, mm-hmm. even even amidst this pandemic. He's still moving. He's still blessing people. He's still expanding people's talents. Um, it's it's amazing to see. You know, it's it's yeah. it's sad on one end, but it's amazing to see like the productivity and the efforts that are on the other side of it. So yeah, yeah. So with every high, <laughs> you know, there is a low. There is well, always yeah. a low. Well, now that we got God, now, now that we got all the positive and the God talk on. You know? <laughs> let's get ghetto. Let's go. Let's 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 get into some things. Let's get into some things here. You know, right, although go. God is still amongst us. He is still. God is with the <laughs> ghetto too. still sits on the throne, even Absolutely. in the midst of the ghetto. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, so the womp womp of the week. Not sure if you're familiar with this story, PB, but oh, uh, yes, please. Uh, what, what's the story? Jonathan Isaacs. Oh, oh, yeah. God is definitely, God is definitely in this. <laughs> God the, is back in the building. The wrath God of God in is in this story. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. This is horrible. I'm go ahead and t- talk about it. <laughs> So Jonathan Isaacs, basketball player, you know, from the Orlando Magic, was in the news uh, being criticized and dragged, mm. not even by the people of God, but mm. even by the heathens. Amen. Amen. Um, Amen. Last week, and I think it was last week and maybe the week before, whatever, with respect to his stance um, on, you know, Black Lives Matter and this whole solidarity that was going on with the NY, uh, NYPD, Jesus, and NBA. NYPD is in my, listen, I, I got to block the negativity. It's, it's sleeping <laughs> in. We, we talk about the NYPD so much and this, and today we don't have any topics on them. I feel like, you know, my subconscious is like, find a reason, Rita, find, find a, a reason. reason to drag them. Right. Let, let's, let's, let's link this somehow. But um, no, the NBA. So, the NBA, you know, they, they're back. They're back in action. And what we've been seeing with respect to the national anthem is the players are all taking, you know, players, coaches, referees, all taking knees and wearing Black Lives Matter shirts. Um, however, uh, brother Jonathan Isaac um, stated that he would not only uh, not wear a Black Lives Matter shirt, he would also not take a knee. Instead, 
He stood up while everybody and their mother took a knee during the national anthem. And so he was heavily criticized by his actions. Like as a black man, what are you doing? Right. And um, interestingly enough, you know, he, he was doing a lot of interviews explaining his, his stance, which a part of me, I, I kind of respect it. Um, you know, just from just my, my, my first at first glance, I kind of respect it, but I know that you might know a little more as to why maybe I shouldn't respect it, but he was going around saying that, listen, he's a Christian and Christianity denounces racism, but that wearing the black lives matter shirt and taking a knee is not enough for him. Like it's not it for him. And from, so from that statement, what I got was, you know, we're, we're making all these, you know, we're doing all these performative gestures, right? We're, we're doing all this performance, but at the end of the day, like, where is the real work happening? Like, I'm not just going to sit here and be a puppet and do the okie doke with the shirt and kneeling and then knowing that nothing else is really happening, whether within the NBA or within the players that are doing this. However, I feel like you have another perspective, PB. Uh, you know, <clears throat> first of all, you know, as, as, you know, as black people, like I, I certainly understand that we are, we're not a monolith. Like, you know, people are entitled to their own opinions and their own, you know, uh, perspectives on, on issues, you know, but I just feel like in this particular situation, like if there's one thing, like if there's one thing that we could all use right now as, as, as black people, especially in a major organization, like you know, the NBA NFL, which has already caught so much heat and backlash for, um, you know, their, their stances on kneeling and the anthem and black uh, rights and things of that nature. Like, I just question what your real goal was here, Jonathan. You know what I mean? Because, you know, just looking back at some of his past statements on, you know, black lives and black issues, like he seems to have a, a, a track record of making, uh, you know, statements that, uh, you know, I'm sorry, as, as a black man, if there's one thing that I think that we can all, we, we can all be, we can all have our own perspectives and thoughts, but I would think that as, as black people and black men in particular, we should all be on the same page as far as, you know, uh, uh, black. Um, you know how black how we are discriminated against as black people in this country, mm-hmm. um, and police brutality. Like, there's nothing that I don't see how you can have any stance aside from the fact that police brutality is a major issue, um, in this country. You know, yeah. Um, you know, and some of his past statements have you know have also been against like the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and from what I understand, like even the team that he plays for, you know, I believe Betsy DeVos has some, has some sort of like ownership stake, um, in the, um, in the team. And even the statement that he released, like, sometimes I feel like people use, you know, their religion and Christianity as like a crutch or as like, you remember like on the Apollo, if you mm-hmm. went on the Apollo and you sang a gospel song, nobody would boo you even if you couldn't sing. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, now you, you made this decision to not stand in solidarity with your with the rest of your teammates and with the rest of you know black america and you're now leaning on god you know what i mean when mm-hmm. you know when you know jesus himself was a was a a, a dark skin activist <laughs> if we really want to keep it real <laughs> you know you know what i mean i won't we won't go that deep but like i got some words for that too yeah you know, so i just kind of feel like you know it's kind of weak to me to like lean on lean on that just because of his 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 background you know what i yeah. mean his, his past statements and then you have to look at you know when you make these 
when you make these type of statements, when you stand while everyone else is kneeling, and I agree, like some a lot of this stuff is performative, but what are you doing, Jonathan? Yeah. Since you disagree so much with everything else, every other way that black people are protesting against, you know, police brutality, and you think that this isn't the right way, so you're going to be the odd man out. Okay, there has to be a better way, right? Okay, so Jonathan, so what are you doing? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're a 22-year-old black man from the Bronx. You have been, you you know what police brutality looks like. You know what racism looks like. And you know, you know what I'm saying, that these people have a point. But if you're not doing anything, if you disagree with how they're doing it, I can understand that. But, okay, what are you doing? And if you don't have anything better, if you don't have another, if you don't have a better way, if you don't have a solution to what you perceive as a problem, you should just move out of the way. Um, you know, and that's exactly what God did. God moved. Listen. Uh, Jonathan, right out the way, didn't he? Listen, expeditiously. <laughs> he did so expeditiously because I believe that same game where everybody was, you know, up in arms about him not, you know, not kneeling and not wearing the shirt, he tore his ACL. I think it was in the game against the Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. So you didn't want to. So, so what I've been seeing, which is hilarious, but, you know, maybe not hilarious. I don't know. Um, is that, you know, he didn't want to take a knee, but God took one for him. Took it right on. God took, God took him out because I don't know when he'll be able to get back in the game. I don't know if he's out for the season because, you know, an ACL uh, injury, that's it's pretty serious. That could, that could ruin your entire, your entire career. Give unto Caesar what is <laughs> that knee is gone well it looks like he all jokes aside it does look like he was able to have a successful um recovery recovery a successful surgery yeah i, I mean listen god god so god's like listen i'm gonna I'm give mercy i'm gonna show god mercy a second because, chance yeah because you know you it's like okay jonathan brother jonathan you're quoting my scriptures mm-hmm. you're bringing some awareness you're you're you have it seems like you have me in your heart yeah so he's I a minister he's an ordained minister and everything so i mean you know yeah Yes. So, you know, God's like, I'm not, I'm not going to do you like that, brother. I'm going to give you a second chance. Repent. Repent. <laughs> you need to think about, you need to, it's like God sent him to his room. Like, you need to think about what you did. Yep. You know what I mean? And even like the statement that he put out, you know what I mean? It, it was kind of like, just like word, it was like a word vomit, like a word salad. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you put, you, you, you're saying a lot of words, but like, you know, you're saying a lot of things and it's like, well, racism isn't the only thing that, you know, is causing problems. It's like you know, causing problems in the world and causing problems in the country. And it's like, yeah, we, we get all that. You know what I'm saying? But this is what we're focusing on right now. And again, if you want to find a different way to focus on it, then you should find a way instead of speaking against the work that people are at at the very least trying trying to do mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like exactly. your only stance can't be you know i believe in jesus christ and that's that on that it's like yeah great cool that's your that's your that's your belief absolutely that's that's, that's amazing you know what i'm saying and you know but you know having having a strong faith and you know your belief in um and jesus should give you the the, the spirit <clears throat> you know to not be fearful to stand you know to 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 stand or kneel rather in this instance in, in the face of, of of adversity and 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 racism and discrimination but it kind of feels like you know you're using your religion as a as a crutch to lean on um <clears throat> you know and that's and with no real with no real you know solution yeah i'm sure most of the other people 
In fact, I would say 99% of these people I've heard speak about faith who are actually, who are actively protesting also have this exact same faith as you. They exact, believe in the exact same God as you. And God is, te- you know, God is telling them to, you know, it's, that it's time to stand up, mm-hmm. you know. Or so, take a knee. Or take a knee. Right. So, I don't yeah. know. I'm o- I mean, I'm, I'm over that, um, this Christianity um, excuse in a sense to not protest, to not be an advocate, to not stand up for what's right. Like, yes, Jesus died for everyone. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Um, you know, as a Christian, there may be certain, you know, certain ways that we need to address certain things. Right. Maybe. But I don't think I mean, this is why people have such negative thoughts towards, I think, Christianity. Mm-hmm. When you have people like Jonathan who are coming out and saying, well, I think there was an article where it was like he said, like, well, Jesus, he, he, Jesus didn't want this. Like he had a conversation with Jesus and correct. Jesus said, no. Yes. I was like, are you sure it was Jesus or or was it Jiminy Cricket? Like, right. you know, are you even in tune with who's speaking with you? And yeah. I mean, I can't, you know, I can't talk bad about people's convictions, you know, because I don't know, maybe, maybe for whatever reason that could have been. But I feel like when you, like you said, when you come out with, and you lead with that, like mm-hmm. I'm a Christian and this is why I feel like it's off putting. And I think that it's, it's damn near, like, I mean, it's insulting to those who are Christian, like myself, who believe that like the teachings of Jesus, like, you know, tells us that we need to stand up for those who cannot stand up for themselves. We need to take on the mantle. We need to protect, you know, our brothers and sisters, you know, and, and we need to be vocal about it. Yeah. Hold on. Hold, I mean, if you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you, <clears throat> I mean, if you really want to get into it, like, let's keep it real. Like Jesus was a man of the people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Jesus wasn't. He was Jesus in the wasn't, yeah, he was in the streets. He wasn't a man of the, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't in the, you know, in, in, in the, in the palace. And matter of fact, the elites hated Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus was down, down, t- you know, healing, healing the lepers and, you know, uh, you know, uh, healing, healing, healing women that uh, other, that a lot of people considered to be unclean and things of that nature. Like Jesus was down with the people that a lot of society would turn their nose against, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. You know, to me, and you know, Jesus was, you know, Jesus was crucified. You know, his his crucifixion was also, you know, sanctioned by it was, it was a state state, state sanctioned murder, mm-hmm. just like a lot of these <laughs> police murders that we see against black people. Yep. You know what I mean? Jesus was from <clears throat> uh, the Middle East. He was from uh, Israel, not Israel. Excuse me, uh, Bethlehem and mm-hmm. Egypt. You know what I mean? Like that's where he. That's where he. That's where Jesus was. He was, you know, that's where he lived. That's where he was born. You know what I mean? Jesus was a brown skinned man. You know what I mean? Like, so for me, just looking at what Jesus's life really was, at least what the word tells us his mm-hmm. life was and what he was about. I, to me, it's just foolish to think. I, and again, I can't speak for him, obviously, but like, if we're going by what the teachings are, of him are, you know, just looking at where society is now to think that Jesus wouldn't be on the side of, you know, the us you know mm-hmm. the the meek the poor the 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 the, bur- the heavy burdened you know the 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 people who society turns against i think that's i think that's a bit illogical it just doesn't align and i'm no biblical scholar here you know what i mean it just to me it just doesn't align with what i have been taught <laughs> that, yeah. that jesus stands for you yeah. know so it just sounds like it's a like that's why i said it sounds like a, it's a, and i di- i didn't want to get too deep into it but i had to say what i had to say no, because it's like it. it's self serving <laughs> Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, it's a self-serving interpretation of, to me, 
of, you know, what the teachings of, of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. are. If, you, if, you, if you're claiming, you know, Christianity, yep. you know, it, it just doesn't make, it just doesn't align. Just say that you don't want to upset certain people mm-hmm. and just say that, you, or just say that, you know what, I really don't understand what's going on and be quiet. Cause we can also be quiet. That's yeah. also, that's an option. Yeah. <laughs> that's an you option. Know? Exercise your right to be silent. Yeah. You know, so that's just my, that's my piece. And I wish nothing but, you know, I wish nothing but the best um, for that brother and enlightenment and also age. He's 22. Yeah. He's young. You know, he's, he's, he's probably out here ear hustling some stuff. And so, Correct. He's, you know, let's, so I, I, I'll, I'll show the brother a little more compassion. Um, yeah. but, but, if, but, but that, but he, if he want to keep that other knee, I suggest he, uh, <laughs> if you don't want God to take that other knee from him. Up. That's all I know. <laughs> Because we we see how quickly God moves when it comes to Brother Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. So before we get into the meat of the show, because we have a lot of interesting topics. Mm-hmm. I mean, whenever we get together, that that's just what it is. Um, I do have a quick word from our sponsors. So My Secret Organics is a natural skincare company. They source their products straight from Africa and test their products with people like you and me for quality. Check out their website at www.mysecretorganics.com and join their mailing list for 10% off every time you shop. So guys, head on over to this website. I have actually personally checked it out. Amazing products, again, sourced from Africa, tested on people like you and me, organic items. So you definitely want to check it out and get your 10% every time you shop. 10%, that's my language. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now we are on to our meat of the show. And so I'm trying to figure out which topic do we want to get on first. But you know what? Uh, I put them in order. Okay. Um, as I was trying to write them down, but I wasn't sure if we were going to go in order, but we might as well. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion situation. You and I have not really gotten that, the opportunity to really talk about these, uh, you know, these happenings in these celebrity streets. But what the hell is going on, Paul? What is going on with, you know, I mean, Meg? And, and, and Meg is a, hot, is a hot topic right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with that, you know, that incident that happened with her and well, that happened with her and Tory Lanez, yeah. Um, and with the release of um, the WAP her, video, Cardi B's new Jesus. new song WAP. Um, you know, so we we definitely have a lot to talk about when it comes to the stallion. Um, mm-hmm. this week. Um, so this is the situation with her and Tory Lanez. Like, apparently, you know, I don't know if they were dating or you know if they were just casually seeing each other or what. I but don't I don't even I just, understand because he's five three. I he's the same height when he sits down as when he stands up. Literally, yeah. there's, there's a video of him <laughs> sitting down and then standing up, and he's the same height. <laughs> and, Meg, and Meg is like she says, she's she's just tall. Yeah, she's the stallion. Like she's she's super super tall. You know what I mean? So listen, that's not my that's not my business. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she likes to you know men that she can like pick up and put in her pocketbook. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like that's everybody got their thing, and you know I'm. I'm Fetishes I'm, are real. Fetishes I'm still are real. growing in my grace and in God, so that's not my position to really. Nope. You know, get into that, but like, apparently, I guess they were like, you know, in, talking or something. They were at a, a pool party mm-hmm. at um, Kylie Jenner's house. Kylie Jenner, who we'll also be talking about. Lord, Lord. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? And I guess they got into some sort of like altercation, like in the car, argument or whatever. Um, and apparently. 
the word on the street is that Tory. Well, we, what we what here's what we know. What we do like 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 our friend Bernarda used to say in her opening mm-hmm. and closing statements. Here's what we know. <laughs> we know my, we know Tory um, had a gun in the car, and mm-hmm. we know that he was arrested for that gun, and we know that he's about to be deported back to Canada. Yep, um, ASAP Rocky. So that's what we know. That's one. Two. What else we know is that Megan was shot in the foot um, by a gun inside of that vehicle. We also know that three, there was another, her best friend, I think, was in the back of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. We know that the friend didn't have a gun, didn't have access to that gun. We know that Megan didn't shoot herself in the foot. So no one is saying, and, and we know that Megan has also said that she was intentionally shot yep. um, by someone that, that intended to do her physical harm. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? Again, I'm no I'm no rocket scientist here, but I'm going to go with Tory Lane shot Megan in the foot. Yeah, Tory for 600, please. Yeah, we, we you know what I mean? So <clears throat> what we don't know is, uh, we don't know why. We don't know what happened. I really personally really don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if this was some sort of like domestic dispute or, or argument over, you know, him flirting with Kylie or her or Megan trying to get out of the car, something else that I heard. You know, yeah, I, mean? I had heard that too. Regardless, I just I just have you know very little <clears throat> um, respect and r- very little wiggle room on um, a man pulling out a gun and shooting a woman. Um, you know, over over some BS, over so over something stupid. You know what I mean? Or or just over period, anything. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, w- this this is just you know quintessential you know a, a quintessential example of you know toxic masculinity and mm-hmm. you know just poor decision making and just you know just violence, just abuse. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 then on top of that abuse, you know, you have men on the internet, you know, really like coming at Megan's neck and trying to, you know, making jokes about her being shot. Like I see people talking about, oh, Tori, Tori really shot his shot. He took shooting his shot literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And even, um, you know, everyone just people just attempted to discount, you know, whether or not Tori actually shot her or what did she deserve it? And it's just yeah. disgusting to me, like the hoops and loops that people will go through to protect, you know, men, um, you know, especially when the victim in these situations is a is a black woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't even think the situation is getting as much press as it deserves. Like, let, had, had had Megan been a, a, a had whatever, it been Kylie color. Jenner. Yeah. Now, listen up. Let it have been Kylie Jenner. Hmm. You remember when Kim Kardashian got. um uh, it, it kidnapped in her in her room in, in um in Paris or like her hotel room. Mm-hmm. It was like a ho- a room invasion, and like they tied her up, put her in the pull guns on her, and put her in the bathtub and, and stole stuff. Like horrible situation, you know, scary. I could not imagine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like I felt like that was like on CNN. It was it on was CNN. Nas- it, was, it was global news. You know, and it's like this woman who is you know I think she's like the ninth most listened to artist in the world right now. You know, she gets shot you know, by a man who's also one of the hottest, you know, musical acts. I personally love Tory Lanez's music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't support him anymore. I think he's, you know, I, I, was, honestly, I think he's trash. Yeah, he's definitely trash for me. You know what I mean? Um, You know, and it's not even like a big thing. Like, you know, and I just don't understand how, you know, unprotected black women can be, you know, in this world, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, do we not care about their lives? Like this woman could have died. She's, yeah. I, you know, I just don't, I don't understand it. I think it's, 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 it's scary and it's disgusting in my opinion. 
I mean, it's it's hurtful being a black woman seeing all of these things play out. And it's interesting because I had uh, a conversation with some brothers yesterday, actually, with respect to this topic, protecting black women and kind of really, I guess, peeling the layers of the onions and going back to, you know, where where all this where, where this lack of protection stems from, getting really, I guess, philosophical and theoretical with it. But I think, you know, just to make it plain, like, I mean, you know me, I, I say analyzing people. So I could probably come up with an entire scenario as to what was going on with this Tory Lanez. I mean, he's 5'3". That says a lot already. But <laughs> with him being a man, I mean, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just out here, you know, just letting, you know, just talking to how it is or whatever, right? That right. Napoleon complex is real. That anger is real. And this is a man that has priors. Like he has a prior gun charge, prior drug charges. That's exactly why his ass is getting deported back to Canada. So... You know, there's a lot of stuff going on with him in general, I think. But I feel like the lack of press, the lack of, of, of objective press is really, I think, my concern. Because we are seeing stuff. We are seeing a lot of news reports, but it's slanted. It's mocking. It's, you know, degrading and it's disgusting, right? Like you're yes, saying, right. I'm, I've seen the same post about, you know, um, her deserving it. Like, what did she do? Or, or who really did it? Like, they're looking for, like, they're making it into a conspiracy theory. Like, oh, it's, you know, the people are always trying to bring the man down, always trying to bring the black man down. Why would he do that? Well, one plus one equals two. Right. If the best friend didn't do it and Megan didn't do it, then the person that had the gun might have been the one to do it. Possibly. It just you know? makes sense, right? I mean, if we wanna if we wanna if we wanna go there, but I think even though with Megan, she never named him, right? Yeah. The best friend never named him. So it, I feel like it's a psychological thing too, because even within the black uh, the black women, they're not diamond out. On Tory Lane. I don't know man. if it's yeah, they, yeah. they're not exactly they're not diamond out on the black man. Which because, like you said, it's it's so it's an interesting dynamic because mm-hmm. like, you know, like even in that, like you're the victim here, this man shot you and you mm-hmm. are still attempting to protect him, especially in times like these, because you understand what the criminal justice system mm-hmm. and what the implications of sending a black man to jail are. That's at least what I'm thinking. Again, I'm That's like exactly what I see it too. <laughs> I see, I see, I see the same thing too. And it's, it's, it's again, the black woman comes out with her superhero cape, even mm. when it's to her detriment. Homegirl right. got shot in the foot. Like she's a whole dancer and performer. Oh, entire dancer. This could have yeah. ruined her entire career. Like it could have ended her career in dancing as we know it and being a performer, entertainer or whatever. And here she is still holding back, still not saying anything. Mum is still the word. When, you know, this, this whole man, like, I don't believe that there's a conspiracy that they're setting Tory up. I don't believe it at all. Why? Yeah. Well, exactly. Like, like we need to stop. I think we need to stop people. Like, and this is exactly what you're talking about. This deference, this, this, this unequivocal support for black men, even when they're doing like shit, right. Even when they're doing absolute ridiculousness. We're still out here, even despite we're still out here protecting them. But where is the protection for us? Where is the support? I mean, for Megan, really, how come this has not been um, reported in an objective manner? That's not in a sense still like who done it. Like it's still, it's still like a mystery. It's still like an inspector gadget (laughs) situation. It is. And it's just like, you know, you know, we, as, as black men, 
you know, we are never going to get, we have some work to do, but mm-hmm. we're never going to feel compelled to do that work if nobody, if if we don't, not even if we, nobody holds us accountable because I feel like black women always attempt to hold black men accountable, but we as black men have to start holding one another accountable when we see each other doing or saying or exhibiting trash ass behavior mm-hmm. like there's no excuse there's no how can you call yourself a man there's, there's no man in the world that should be able to call themselves a man and excuses you know this type of conduct this type of domestic violence like yeah it's like like shooting shooting a woman in the foot why because she turned down your advances or because you don't like how she's talking to you or because she's calling you out and asking you again to be accountable for possibly disrespecting her by you know coming to a situation to a party with her and being engaged in a in a type of relationship with her and disrespectfully attempting to you know get with another woman you know in my presence like is she not allowed to speak up about that and if she does what she she deserves to get shot shot in the foot mm-hmm. yeah like we're just ne- we're never going to be able to become better as a um as a, as a as a group you know if we don't start holding ourselves holding one another accountable i feel like we just we validate, we validate rather bad behavior for one another yeah. too often and pass it off as jokes, you know? And I think that, you know, with that whole like topic of like, you know, the lack of protection, right. For Megan, like it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. Like, you know, what, like what's, what's the cause of women doing this or what's the cause? Like there shouldn't, there shouldn't really even be, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, a whole like theoretical analysis as no. to why black women don't deserve protection or what they've done to ward off protection. It mm-hmm. should be protect them the same way that they will come out in the forefront without questions, the same way they can get shot in the foot by a black man and still be out here not sending him to jail. Right. You know, they can be raped by a black man and it's still out here on the forefront, you know, yeah. RIP to, you know, uh, Olutoyin Salau who yes. died, you know, out here in these streets talking about fighting for black men and then dying at the hands of a black man. Right. And then being criticized and chastised about, Oh, well she was easy. She was fast. She was hanging out with him doing drugs the week before. None of those things should matter. There shouldn't be any factors. Like, I mean, you know, we really even shouldn't sit here and analyze like the who, what, when, where's and why's. I think it is important to to figure out history because sometimes we do need to understand why we're more inclined to not do certain things. But I don't think there should be a figuring out process of when is it appropriate to protect black women? Is it when they respect us? Is it when they do what we tell them to do? Is it when they're not nasty or snappy? That shouldn't even be part of the conversation. It's protect them, protect us because we out here protecting you even when it's to our detriment. Correct. I agree with that 100%. I got hyped real quick. (laughs) But everything that you said, everything that you said was right. You know, it's, it's, you know, how can we, you know, if, if, if you want to see, you know, where our community stands or where civilization stands, look, look at how the women are the state, the state of the women, how women are treated, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we don't we don't protect the the people who, you know, keeps our our bloodlines going, who keep our community alive. You know, without mm-hmm. women, there would be no black man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just don't understand. I don't understand how we got how. There's a lot of things that got us to this point. You yeah. know what I mean? Inclu- including white supremacy, including you know, there, there's a lot of things. And you know, even you know, misogyny that that we also learned as a part of like white supremacy. You mm-hmm. know. 
it's a lot, you know what I mean? But we have to do the work. We have to, you know, take accountability. You know yeah. what I mean? We have to pr- protect our women, like you said, at all costs. Um, so it's it's a lot. And, I, I you know, I, I, she seems to be doing better. You know, I see she's on the promotion trail now for, you know, for, for the video, for the song, new single with Cardi. Ooh, um, so about that. I mean, we are here. We are here defending Megan in terms of her dignity and her womanhood, right? And her right to not be abused at the hands of of, of any man, let alone somebody who's five three. <laughs> right. But uh, now I got to question her judgment, though. Okay. I got to question her and Cardi's judgment as to the music video and the uh, cameo appearance of Kylie Jenner. Okay, so what's your what's your what's your take on the, on the whole on the on the song and the video, because I've watched it, I've watched it a yeah. couple of times. I uh, don't like it. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> like it. I don't like the video. And I am, you know, listen. I like Car- Cardi's music. You know, I'm a I'm a trap queen. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I love my trap music. I love my you know my my hip hop and R&B. You know, I love all that stuff. So you know, just putting it out there. I'm not a I'm not a Cardi hater. Um, but I like I didn't like the song like this wet and gushy like I don't I feel like one um I don't know if 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 the people are are here for that right now there's so many things going on and although I, I do believe that we need distractions we definitely need distractions but I feel like I just don't feel like this was the time maybe to release a song like that um one, I just didn't like it. Like, I mean, I didn't like the lyrics. I think, I mean, is Cardi the best rapper out there? No, she's not. Anybody can fight me if they want to, but I mean, I uh, came from this, the era. Should be, there should be no fight over there. There should be no fight. I mean, I came from an era of like Foxy Brown, Little Kim, MC Light, you know what I mean? Queen Latifah, right. when we're talking about, you know, lyricists, right? Um, mm-hmm. Cardi is, you know, she's successful in her own right. I think sure. because of the way music has gone, she has created a niche for herself, but she's not the best. Um, and I think that this video, I mean, I think that this, this song reflected that in my opinion, because I was listening to, I was listening to it. I was like, what the hell is this? Like, what is going on here? What is this? I understand the concept, but I'm just, I didn't like the song. I didn't like the lyrics. I didn't, I mean, I didn't like the the video. I mean, I thought it, I just don't know if this was like, let's just throw something together and put it out there. As I was telling my girl the other day, they could have kept this one in the vault, (laughs) you know? They could have kept this video in the vault. I mean, I like the I like the collaboration with yeah. Meg because I do think that we need to see more female collaborations. Like we got two girls, two women rather, who are at the top of their games in this hip hop rap industry. So I did love the fact that they were able to do a collaboration and show that, you know, women can work together successfully. They looked like they were friendly, like there was it wasn't like a forced collaboration. I like right. that. But in terms of the song, I think it's trash. Um, when it comes to the video, I'm like, mm, I don't want this. I mean, I, I guess maybe. Thank you for showcasing some some black talent because that girl at the end who was doing splits and all that other stuff, yeah, great yeah, dancer. Yeah. Thanks for putting her on the map. But yeah. outside of that, I thought it was total trash. And I'm like, nah, give me something else. Like, I'm not saying you need to be rapping about Breonna Taylor or rapping about Sandra Bland and all this conscious woke stuff. But I just don't feel like that was it at all. Right. Um, Now, with respect to the 
Kylie Jenner cameo. I don't understand what this chick was doing in the video. I don't understand what her, this 10 seconds of fame was. Now, clearly, clearly Meg and uh, Meg and Kylie are friends and she was at her, you know, pool party. Right. The night she got shot. I just don't understand. Wh- I mean, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me why she was <laughs> there. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I can't comprehend. Maybe because it's her friend. Maybe that's what it is. I, that's my friend. You know, I mean, you know, like I know Kylie is like, let's be, you know, unfortunately Kylie is like, a, she's a huge name. Like she's definitely a list for what I don't know. Cause she has no talent from what I see aside from, uh, you know, um, stealing, uh, <laughs> stealing, stealing the, the body shape of uh, black women and the style of black women that, that black women get, uh, you know, dragged Chastise for. for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and also, you know, I'll keep, I'll leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, I, I guess I understand from the, uh, the, the, the standpoint of, you know, trying to get somebody like a name, like, it's like, it's like, it's like, Oh, look, it's Kylie Jenner. She's in our video, like a big A-list person, but like, she didn't add anything to it for me. Nothing you know? was added. Not even yeah. a, she, like, at least if she could twerk a little. She can't do anything. Video, That's what I'm right? saying. She can't like do she anything. Walk down the, 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 and then open the door. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't like that's why I'm saying this must have been like a last minute, maybe to detract from the Megan, Megan drama. They were like, yo, let's put something together in five minutes. Yeah. To, I, and maybe that was maybe it was maybe it was kind of show. Listen, I don't have no beef with Kylie. You know what I'm saying? That Because if I'm sure if Kylie had something to do with, you know, that whole situation with Megan getting shot, I'm sure they mm. probably would have cut that out at the end. You know what I mean? They would have cut yeah. that. But, you know, since she said there might have been a signal to say, hey. Me and Kylie yeah. are cool. She had nothing to do with that. Maybe that's what it was. Because outside it, of that, I yeah. cannot see any any reason whatsoever um, why she needed to 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 be in the video. Exactly. Yeah, and I think like a lot of the other women in the, at the end of the video, <clears throat> like the you know you were bringing them up. I think, like you said, I think what Cardi was doing and what she tends to do is she likes to give like up and coming like artists and like black and Latino women, like, you know, little platforms. Like I know that the girl that you're talking about, that's um, Nomani. She's like, uh, yeah, she's, she's really talented. And I think uh, there was a, another uh, woman in there who's a rapper. Her name is, her name is Mulatto. I Mm. don't ask me, but that's her name. Mm. Um, So I, and I think there's another woman in there, Rosalia or something. I think she's like a a Latin, uh, a Latin, uh, R&B singer, Latin mm-hmm. pop singer or something. So I know and that's probably what she was doing, but Kylie Jenner didn't need your platform. You know, we were all, you know, very happy celebrating, you know, black and Latina and Afro-Latina women. You know what I mean? We didn't really need, you know, Kylie. She didn't do anything for me either. Uh, so I don't know. And I, it's, I guess for me, for the song, like, you know, I'm... I, I'm not the targeted demographic <laughs> for for that song. Maybe for the visual. Maybe for maybe for the video. You know what I mean? But not for you know what I'm saying. Not for the not for the song. Um, and I thought I thought Megan kind of outshined Cardi on on Cardi's own song. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, you know they both look great. You know what I'm saying they 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 sound great. But I definitely thought I, you know Megan is clearly the superior you know lyricist you know of the two. Um. And I, and I think for me, like I saw a lot of people, like especially men, like complaining about it online, you know, talking about how like, you know, this is not like, you, you know, this is not what, you know, I wish women would stop twerking and, you know, why do we need this and that? And I'm just like, you know, 
listen, you male artists, male rappers, you know what I'm saying? They talk about, you know, they, you know, their sexual prowess and what they want to do with women and what they can do in the bed. And, you know, they walk around with their shirts off and they're, you know, all this kind of stuff too, like selling, you know, to selling sex, just like, you know, these women are. And as bad as Cardi may be sometimes, I like Cardi, I like Megan too, so I'm not even trying to like trash it. Mm-hmm. they're 10 times better than some of these trash male artists out here. And it's like a million of them and only what five really prominent female rap artists right now. So for me, it's kind of like, you know, Hey, <clears throat> you know, if y'all want to do it, if they can do it, then y'all can do it. You know? And I, I get annoyed sometimes because I feel like when it comes to like women, like expression, like, you know, their sexuality and like their sexual desires, you always have like the amen corners of, you know, men and you know, yes, women, you know, acting like sex is something that's only supposed to be enjoyed by men, you know what I mean? Or like, you know, women are only supposed to be here, you know, to be objects of like sexual desire for in, in male songs. But as soon as they talk about, you know, their, you know, how, how, you know, how they enjoy sex or like, you know, their, their preferences and stuff like that, then they're looked at as being, you know, um, you know, fast or sluts or mm-hmm. you know, I, I, those aren't, these aren't words that I use. I'm just saying these are words that I've seen people use. They're slut shamed or like, you know, yeah. that, you know, so for me, it's like, Hey, talk, you know, talk your shit. Like, if that's, you know what I'm saying? If that's, if that's what you want to do, you know what I mean? So from that aspect, you know, it, it won't be something that like I'm, I'm bumping in, 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 in my, um, in my Jeep, <laughs> but as for me in my house we will not be bumping WAP right but I support it like you know what I mean I you know do y'all do do your thing you know what I'm saying that's just that's that's my that's my take on it yeah I mean it wasn't their best it wasn't their best song it it wasn't the best of their content it was a no for me yeah I understand I, I definitely understand yeah and I wasn't even I mean I had friends who went deep into like oh my you know like just again, like the consciousness of this and all yeah. this other stuff. I'm just like, just off the rip. You hit, I, it was you just hit the nail thing. on the head, and I actually appreciate your perspective because you know when you when like I when you, when you first started talking, about, I was like, oh, it's read about what's what's read about to say. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no, your perspective is just you know just in general. Like I just didn't like the song. It's mm-hmm. not about you know me having a hang up about women. You know being sexual or anything of that nature or like you said they don't need to you know i'm not saying they have to be rapping about you know the woke woke matter of the week or anything i just didn't like the song yeah. and i think that you're entitled to say that and i think a lot of times too like we catch a lot of flack or where th- there's like this inability to be critical of like black art you know what i mean because it's made by black people and we're supposed to be like rooting for everything black or even if you don't like it just don't say anything and I think that that kind of impales and kind of like, you know, slows down the progress that like black art can be. We should be able to be critical of things and just say, if we don't like something, just to be able to say that we don't like it. You exactly. Know? Without being dragged. So don't yeah. drag me in my comments, Barty gang fans, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Meg the Stallion fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can, I can say what I got to say. Let me tell you though, but ain't, ain't nothing strong. So I mean, we're going to get into this right now, but ain't nothing stronger than that beehive. I have seen oh, no. people put bees <clears throat> under people's statuses and have like, yo. So these these fan these fans are are real out really out here riding for their people. But I'm just letting y'all know, um, stay off my page. <laughs> stay oh, yeah, on, no, I'm not here for it. I don't I don't mess with the beehive. Nah, at, at all. Cause um, but I I typically 
I simply don't have too many negative things to say about Beyonce anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I don't yeah. have a lot of negative. I mean, except for her public speaking, but you know, oh. outside she of that. So she's doing really good now. That she's, yeah, she's the coach. Money. That's, that's what money is for. Listen, I'm so like. Money is for. Light, light years. Like 2010, Beyonce. My gosh. 2010. Uh, you going that far back? <laughs> you don't got to go that far back. I can go back, back further. I can go back to 99. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't you can go back to a couple, like two years ago. Like, <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about 2010. I'm like, just two years ago. But either way, we love Beyonce. To Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about Black, Black is King. I yeah. haven't gotten a chance to really watch the full clip because I do not have Disney Plus, nor uh, will I be purchasing Disney Plus. Uh, so if somebody has a Disney Plus account and they'd like to slide me the credentials so that I can watch this thing, I will. Right, right, right. Um, you know, I, I thank you in advance. But I've seen them. I mean, but you know, with the way the internet is, YouTube, I've pretty much seen the damn thing. Right. Um, I've seen it. Um, okay. You know, it's i loved it you know what i mean like you know she put out this um this lion king the gift um album i think uh earlier this year or last mm. or late last year i think it was earlier this year like whenever whenever lion season. king came out um you know and i like the album then you know it's, it's heavily influenced not just heavily influenced it is an afro beats album mm-hmm. uh, pretty much so she released the visual um to it uh this week mm-hmm. I think when was it on Friday? I feel like yeah, it, it, it was very Friday. recent because everybody and their mother is, you know, making memes. I think, memes it was, and I think it's been out for about a week or so now. Um, you know, and you know, for me, I loved it. Um, I think that you know, a lot of times the images that we see, um, you know, of Africa um, and African countries in the in in mainstream media, a lot of times it's more so focused on like trauma and 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 poverty and and distraught nations and. You know, even from your own president, you know, calling certain nations, uh, you know, shithole <laughs> countries and things of that nature. It was refreshing for me to see, you know, Africa <clears throat> and African talent, um, you know, put in the forefront um, and to be shown from a from a standpoint of of glamour um, and even luxury. You know what I mean? Um, that I, I don't think that's something that we see very often i uh, i thought that she was beautiful there was a, a showcasing of, of you know dark-skinned women dark-skinned men mm-hmm. um her children um her son the whole thing was dedicated to her son um the music is phenomenal in my opinion um because i'm a huge Afrobeats fan um and it's what's funny is and i say this and i hope i don't catch any flat for this either but like i'm not a huge reggae fan Okay. But I love Afrobeats. And to me, like there's like a similar, there's obviously like a similar like connection there mm-hmm. to me in the music or like the tempo or whatever. So that's really interesting to me. But um, you know, I just think that she did a um I think she did a phenomenal job. I, but I, I see that it's been like a lot of black and backlash, like yes. <clears throat> you know, on the internet. I guess people are saying that Beyonce is is using or selling uh capitalism, uh mm-hmm. African images, you know, for capitalism. Um, and things like that. And I'm just like, you know, a lot of these people who are saying this, though, are also like black artists who are, you know, or black people who in some way, shape or form, you know, are, you know, maybe you're writers and you talk from um, your, your topics come from a black perspective or you're, you're an artist, you're like you're, you're an author. I mean, excuse me, or like a rapper or something. Of that nature. And you're talking about black conscious things. So and I mean, you're also, you know, you're also selling you know, blackness for, you know, for capitalistic gain, you know, so I don't see what the issue is there. And, and also like, what do y'all want? 
like if she don't talk about black blackness, if we don't talk about, you know, she doesn't talk about embrace her African heritage, you know, then what is she a seller? And then when she does do it, she's she's only doing it for capitalist gains. And then I guess the 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 last point I have to make is like, you know, I kind of want to hear from the perspective of, you know, people who are actually from the continent yeah. um, on, on what they think about it. Um, you know what I mean? Because I would think that they would, I would think that it'd be a positive thing because she's putting like these artists from the continent, like on the map, like a lot of these guys I had never really heard of before, but like, you know, now I'm listening to, uh, you know, a Mahalia and I'm listening to uh, um, Burner Boy and, mm-hmm. you know, all these people now because of hearing, I'm like, oh, geez, this, this, they good. Let me, let me go hear the rest of their music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like, <clears throat> I'm hearing too much of the perspective of, 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 I guess, of us, of African-Americans, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And not enough perspective from, you know, the people who, you know, who can really speak to whether or not she's, you know, exploiting their, their, their culture, which I, I don't believe she, she is. And it's like, you know, that's also on the flip side of that too. Like, why can't she embrace that? Why can't she celebrate African culture? Why can't she, you know, wear certain garbs, like, you know, we're African-Americans, you know what I mean? Like that's our culture too. It was stripped from us. And, and a lot of us, want to get back to it because we want to have some sort of sense of self. And I yeah. believe that's why she even was inspired to make this film and make this album is because like she visited the continent and got immersed in the culture and for the first time, you know, probably felt some sort of like kinship or felt some sort of like ties to that because it's very hard to feel that way. Sometimes for me, you know, I'll, I'll speak for myself, like as an African-American man, like a lot of times I feel like, you know, I look at Italian Americans and, you know, they can trace back to when their, you know, great grandparents came over and landed on Ellis Island and the Irish. And I think that's beautiful. You know what I mean? But, you know, I, I, my people was 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 raped and, and, and dragged over here and some of them died on the way over here. You mm-hmm. know, there is no real records. My people were looked at like cattle, like like property. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any I don't know where my roots are. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can do ancestry.com. That's only going to tell me so much. And I don't you know even trust I mean? that so, because, you know, yeah. the man now has your DNA and they could tell you God knows what you don't know. I, I don't trust those things because like, oh, your, your people come from Benin, but it's like, did they really like, how do you really yeah. know that? I feel like everybody's people come from either Benin or Nigeria. And that's it's what like, I'm hearing. I, and then maybe, I... maybe a, a, a Fasino, <laughs> uh book or whatever, you know, but uh, yeah, I, like that's the only other one that I've I've heard. Like, but it's right. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I, I'm like you. So it's like we're over here. We really don't know. We don't know who we are. That's mm-hmm. part of the problem too. We don't know who we are. So we're trying to make the best out of this culture that we have here, which has been us, you know, scraping together the few, I guess, practices that you know, some of our ancestors could remember when they, you know, or, or could, or were legally allowed to practice when they mm-hmm. got here, you know, and the culture that we had to piece together from the scraps that we were given, you know, by our oppressors, you know what I mean? We had to create our own culture, you know, soul food and jazz music and, and, and all of that. But like, we know that, <clears throat> you know, we come from, you know, a whole other continent that a lot of us really don't know anything about, but when, as soon as you step foot on that soil, 
you feel it, you know, like mm-hmm. in your spirit, you know, you're, you're part of something bigger, like you feel it. And I think that's what the whole, to me, the whole theme behind the whole film and the whole album to me was that is that you are part of something bigger. You know, you, you are, you are a King, you are a queen, you are beautiful. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're a brown skinned girl. You're beautiful. No matter what people say, like that was the whole concept. So I just don't understand like where the backlash is, is coming from. Maybe I'm tripping, but I just don't, I don't see it. I mean, you're not, you're not tripping. And I, you know, it's funny because you're talking about the perspective of Africans, not necessarily African-Americans, right? Mm -hmm. So I did a little trolling, a little digging um, to find out where some of these comments were. So there were some comments from the people, you know, and it's, it's it's funny when you say the people from Africa, but you know what I mean? The, 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 those who were not, uh, held captive and brought over to the yeah, Americas. That's exactly what I meant. Yeah, and I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, not you, okay. me, because I okay. always say because people always get to me, get at me now. You know that as we have entered a season of wokeness amongst mm-hmm. Black people, when you say people from Africa, and they're like, "But you're from Africa." It's like, y'all know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> y'all know exactly <clears throat> what I mean. We have a whole show born. on on that. Yeah, I'm like, I wasn't born there. My parents weren't born there. My grandparents weren't born there. My great grandparents were not born there. My great great, you know what I mean? Like, like, Correct. like, let's let's have an like, let's stop, you know, this semantic business. Like, y'all know yeah. what I mean? My, exactly. Yeah. My like, I have friends who they were born in Nigeria. Their parents Correct. are from. So this it's a little different. But either way, I digress um, mm-hmm. from my mini rant. But yes. Yeah. So <laughs> from individuals who have direct <laughs> connection, the lineage, yes, right, <laughs> with Africa. Even Immediate. <laughs> um, some of them, these are some of the criticisms that they had with respect to the Beyonce. I did see a lot saying, you know, we love, we love what she did. We love the fact that, you know, she was, you know, bringing the culture to life in a sense, right? But mm-hmm. some felt like, you know, she didn't incorporate contemporary Africa and instead really was focusing on the tribal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so some people saw that as being problematic because it's, it, it's kind of with that whole stereotypical the stereotypes, I guess, um, when it comes to Africa, it's really based on tribalism, right? Like Africa is a whole continent that has, you know, transformed and has modernized and has so many different aspects. It's not just about that. Like people are not, you know, in a, in a, a lot of these major parts of Africa are not walking around, uh, in tribal gear and, and in tribal, you know, um, I don't know, apparel or, or doing tribal things. Like, mm-hmm. like we've evolved too. like, you know, give us the respect as we're not stuck in like the, you know, 1700s or the, you know, 15th century or whatever. Then I saw some other criticism that it wasn't pan-African enough, meaning there was only real focus on oh, Nigeria Africa. and Ghana, but then there are people from like Ethiopia, other parts of East Africa, Kenya that were just like, what about us? And that she's, you know, again, kind of um, popularizing what's already been out there with Nigeria and Ghana as really being when people talk about Africa, they only really think about Nigeria, South Africa, Ghana, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so by her, I guess, having this film that's in a sense based on Africa and here you go again, just really focusing on the mainstream on, on, you know, what's popular, which is Ghana and Nigeria. You're not, you're kind of doing a disservice um, to Africans that come from other parts. So that's that. I mean, that, comment right there i'm like it's i mean what do we want to do there's like 54 countries in africa or whatever the case is like what 
what exactly what what did you what do you want here right right and most um, of us over here are descendants of 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 west africa, of west africa exactly yes. yeah so then then there was the stereotype uh then there was the comments on the stereotypical representation of africa in terms of animal print they were like i'm tired of seeing animal print why is it every time we think about africa we're thinking about cheetah leopard and zebra print so there was that um then the whole like there's more to africa than lions <laughs> there's more the there's more to africa than from the lion the, like, yeah. king <laughs> y'all to- <laughs> are going to give me a headache a stroke <laughs> even <laughs> they also said there's more to africa than face painting they also said that um you know this again this this exploitation in a sense of africa this wakan this is the term that i saw wakandification mm-hmm. of y'all africa will make a word y'all will make a yep. word wakandification the appropriation of african culture which is really glorifying black capitalism so that is what africa that is what some africans who either their parents are you know were born there or they were born there had to say about uh the blackest king there was a lot of overwhelming you know support for it but there was another cohort that's like listen we're tired of seeing the same stereotypical representations. Beyonce, that's cool. You can come from your place of privilege and come out here with your diamonds and your shining brights and all this other stuff and your glitter and gold and try to, you know, make this representation that's really there to boost your brand. It's not really, they don't see it as like, oh, you're really trying to bring awareness because if you were, you would have adopted and incorporated some of these contemporary of African themes, you would not be so stuck in tribalism. You would not, you know, be so stuck with these uh, stereotypical uh, representations of animal print and face painting and all this other stuff. Um, you would have included or incorporated other parts of Africa that's not, you know, as so well documented or highlighted in the mainstream. Um, you would do all of these things if you were truly about representing africa but but here's my thing you know yeah sure like okay contemporary you know africa sure everyone's aware that there's no nate you know america's not even we're not the same place that we were in the 1700s either you know what i mean like so we certainly of course we understand that of course there's evolution you know and you know revolution industrialization and all of that we get that but like you have to understand that where this piece of art was coming from was us understanding our history and understanding where we come from. We are African-Americans. Like we, you know what I mean? Like contemporary Africa, you know, we're trying to understand where we, where we came from. That's what the whole crux of the piece was about. Like understanding your history, knowing who you are, knowing from what you descended from. So to me, it kind of makes sense for her to harken back to images of, you know, the, the past because that's the whole point it's it's to it's to it's to remember where you come from and on top of it like it 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 did it, it did seem a little uh contemporary there were contemporary parts of it as well like it was it was like a mixture of both you know what i mean like i'm sure back in the 1700s you know people weren't going you know weren't going to the club wearing white suits and gold loafers with no socks you know what i'm saying like <laughs> it was a, it was to me it was like a a, a mixture of both and that, to me it it just goes back to us as african americans trying to understand and and find our place and our identity 
you know, within like African culture, like it's, it's sad. Um, let me not say that it's, 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 um, it's disheartening. And it's frustrating a little bit trying to figure out your identity because you're not African enough, you know, sometimes to be able to, you know, it's it's actually called, you're actually saying that she's appropriating African culture when she's a black woman, you know, descendant of, of, of African peoples, you know what I mean? And we're not American enough as to why we are still taking a knee and we're going through the racist things that we're going through here in America because, because we are black, you know? So it's kind of like, where do we fit in? You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like sometimes, you know, you do feel like a, a motherless child. I, I you know, kind of like what I was speaking about earlier. It's like, I want to just, I want to, I want to know where I come from. I want to have culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see my, you know, you're, you know, you, you, for, for instance, you're Haitian, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you you know, did you, you know, you know that your people was dropped in Haiti from the boat too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you can still tie yourself back to Haiti. You know yeah. where your people come from. You know, yeah. I mean? you know, y'all have your traditions, you know what I'm saying? Like for those of us who, you know, our first stop on the boat was, you know, was Virginia. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> we just got what we got, you know what I mean? And I think that's beautiful. I'm not saying that to knock anything. I think, I think that's beautiful. I think, you know, Haitian culture is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, West, all West Indian culture is, is beautiful, in my opinion. Um, in African, you know, culture, Nigerian, Ghana, wherever you may be from, I think it's beautiful. You know, and I just wish that, you know, we as African-Americans, those of us who, you know, are, you know, who, who were our first stop again was here. You know, I think we're just looking for, we're you know, we're looking for those ties. We're looking for you know, something to tie us to something, to something bigger. You yeah. Know? And I totally understand that. I have a lot yeah. of friends who are African-American and it's, in, again, it's, it will probably have to do another show on it as you are an African-American. And I mean, I'm, I'm African-American too, you know, yeah, of course. to America, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm Haitian. I consider myself Haitian American because that's where my, 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 you know, family is from. And, you know, with whole different culture. Yeah. It's a whole different culture. There are similarities, of course, because we are still one people, but I find that people, you know, like they love like the drama that comes as that surrounds this particular topic. And it's like, there's like, you know, this, this movement to take away these, uh, identities, you know, that we have for ourselves. And I think that there are times that me saying Haitian American or whatever might seem as separatist, but, you know, like there's a pride in it. And also because, you know, our, our people, um, you know, got their freedom very early. And so there's a lot of African traditions, like deep African traditions, because we weren't colonized for that for as, as, as long that we have that are so, you know, similar to what, is going on, you know, in Africa right now in terms of like, when I was younger, I bathed in leaves, you know, like I would, my mom, my grandmother was a whole medicine woman. She knew about things from the earth, you know, that, and even a part of our language, a lot of our language, you know, some of it stems from real like Yoruba, you know, like, you know, um, saying so, you know, um, but I definitely understand the, the, you know, the American black, as they call it, the American black, um, you know, experience and, the this this need for that identity like you know because america treats you guys like shit and it's like you know it's like you know that this is not you know where like this is not your heritage right at the end of the day this is not your heritage and you're seeking you're wanting that connection of something that is you know that incorporates your essence correct 
because like I said, everybody, every every person, every black person that I know that has, I haven't had the, the fortune of like stepping foot like on 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 a continent, but like mm-hmm. everyone that I know that does, they said as soon as your feet hit the ground, you feel like you know you feel that connection. Mm-hmm. Even for me, like I'm not Jamaican, you know what I mean. But like even when I go to like Jamaica, like as soon as my feet hit like the soil that I know. That's black soil. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like there's black blood in that earth. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the you know, I know, like I, I feel a connection even there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I think that's what we're, that's what we're, we're what we're searching for. You know what I mean? Um, and of course, you know, African-American culture is going to be, you know, there's going to be elements of capitalism, you know, that make up the, the essence of, you know, the, the culture that we were able to piece together as African-Americans in this country, because that's all that was around us, you know, mm-hmm. from th- that's what white, white supremacy and capitalism. Yeah. They do go hand in hand. You know what I mean? Like our whole thing was, I was watching this, this Netflix documentary last night called um, the remix. And it was talking about like fashion um, and hip hop. It's like, it's a, it talks about like Misa Hilton. Brand. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. It's really I'm good. Watching now though. Yeah. But it talks, it talks about like how, like, you know, we took, we would take like the white, you know, of the slave owners, the white man's like hand-me-downs and we piece stuff together and make it high fashion, make it fashionable. You know what I mean? Like we would take their scraps and turn it into something amazing, like put things together that wouldn't normally like even go together. And now, you know, we are at the forefront of like what is considered to be fashion, like elements of, you know, you know, hip hop fashion have influenced like everybody, you know what I mean? And I feel like, that's what we always do. Like we take the the least and we make and we make the most. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's what our culture is. We've we've literally had to piece together our own culture. So I think that, you know, I'm not gonna chastise, you know, her for this particular um effort, this particular uh work or whatnot, because I I kind of understood what she was trying to I understood what she was trying to do here, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we split hairs and we pick everything apart you know what i'm saying like what is there going what's what's going to be left yeah (laughs) you know what i mean yeah i totally agree with you i totally agree with you there i mean you know i like beyonce i wouldn't say that i'm a beyonce um like fan i'm I'm not part of the beehive Mm -hmm. but i do appreciate some of her works and there are other things that i might not so care for but i think that right now you know, this, 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 this era of creating, you know, black art, pro black art, because I don't think there was anything negative. I mean, yes, I, I hear what some people are saying about the tribalism, but at the end of the day, like you said, this is the Lion King. This is yeah. not like Beyonce doing a documentary on Africa or, you know, like this is about the Lion King. There's a certain setting that the Lion King was in, right? right. Like tribalism was what was happening during the Lion King, you know, yeah. people with face, like that's, you know, it's, and that was the aesthetic. Yeah. That, that, that's what it was. And so if this is some sort of like remake, right. Then obviously she has to use those elements. This is, you know, Beyonce is not gonna, she's not remaking it where, uh, you know, Simba is in like, you know, I don't know, uh, metropolitan Nigeria. But the thing is, she does, she does that too. Mm-hmm. It's, it, 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 it's, it, that's what I'm saying. It's a mix of it. So she does, there are there are tribal elements of it heavily, but like the Man, other portions, I don't know. That's what, <laughs> the other portions of it, like like Simba's literally like walking through like you know modern day like places and 
He's talking to like the guy who's supposed to be like Scar. I think it's Burner mm-hmm. Boy. It could be another artist. Please forgive me if I messed it up. But like, he's in, like I said, he's in a white suit with no shirt on and like loafers. Like, you know how to do, like, you know, with the yeah, high waters, yeah. you know. And I'm just like, what are you talking? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I, the, I don't know. I think, you know what? We also are in a, in a, in a time where people are always looking to nitpick it at everything. Crazy. They, yeah. Like, you know, like it's, it's, with some people, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. There's yeah. individuals who are always going to be critical, maybe because they didn't think about this themselves, maybe because, again, Beyonce had the budget to do such a thing. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, I'm always down for whatever's there that's promoting the culture in a, in a positive, objective light. Um, right. I'm always down for that. And so I feel like if that's what she's doing, you know, then more power to her, more power to, you know, the craft, the project. And I think that people just need to, you know, we don't have to be on 10 for everything. We don't have no, to look for the conspiracy and, you know, the, 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 I don't know, the, we don't have to look for the angle and everything. And no. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say this too. And then I'm going to leave it alone because I, this is a, this is a topic that I could talk about, you know, <laughs> because I, I always have very strong feelings about, you know, black women who are trying to do something and every in the world is coming against them for no reason and not coming with any type of solution, but y'all just coming with a million opinions. But I will say this, like, even with like Beyonce's like references to like, you know, tribalism and, you know, <clears throat> um, the ocean, like things of that nature, like possibly you're like, yeah, great. You guys on Twitter, you know, you guys have known about this forever. My grandma did this and my grandma did this when I was a kid beautiful you know what i'm saying but like these are things that she could have just learned about you know what i mean these are these could be things that you know she's just now getting you know enlightenment and just being fascinated by these things and learning more about who she is and like you know where we come from and stuff and she might be sharing that with other people who you know might not know about these things you know she might be exposing them to things like you know so for her to use her art to do that i don't think we should be condemning her you know we don't know where she is in life you don't know where she is you know in, in her journey towards blackness and i feel like we um black or black identity or whatever and i feel like we have got to be careful with shunning people for coming up or learning about things later in life than than we do like the, yeah yeah you know we got to be happy that people i didn't know anything about any of this stuff I, you know i'll be honest you know what i'm saying some of the things that some of the elements in some of her videos like even eliminate you know, where there were like elements of like, um, you know, black religion and fertility and things like that. Like, I didn't know any of this stuff. And I'm like, oh, damn, that's what she was doing. I didn't even know that. Oh, that's cool. Let me let me look into that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, but it's just like, so why condemn somebody? Isn't the point, don't, don't we want them to get there? Don't we want them to find out about these things and learn about them? Yeah. And now you're putting it out to the masses too. So maybe more people will start being able to get in touch with, you know, who they are, where they come from and the spirituality and stuff. That's just me. I I agree with you in that. I mean, I feel like, you know, as we're on this woke walk, um, you know, people, people are jumping on at different stages, right? You know, some people were fortunate enough to have parents who were, you know, educated in this particular area, right? Of Mm -hmm. of black, of the black experience in general. So not just African-American, but, you know, global black experience, right? 
Some of us were fortunate enough to go to fine institutions that had Africana studies programs right. that taught right. us. I mean, I mean, I know I was fortunate with that with St. John's. Same. Um, yeah, yeah, they had a great <laughs> program. And that's when I learned about La Negritude and all these other, you know, even about my own people, the Haitian Revolution and, 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 and African civilization through those programs. Not everybody had that opportunity. Um, and some people, you know, just now, are learning about Juneteenth and are understanding yeah. what Juneteenth is like, you know, in their, in their age of 45 or 50. And right. I think that as black people, we do need to show some grace when it comes to that, because I'm part of yes. groups where yes. I have seen, and I've, I've been in these chat groups and I've seen, you know, like where, like where y'all been? Like, yeah, I know that I've been known that since I was like a kid, I've been known this since, you know, my daddy taught me this since I was like three, like, and it's like, that's, that's great for you that you had that opportunity, but right. people come from, you know, like, and I say that a lot, you know, sometimes with Haitians, especially people who are not, you know, from here, they get a lot of flack for not knowing African-American history, but they have to understand my mom is not an American. Mm -hmm. She came to this country when she was almost damn near 40. Right. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you know, she's not learning black. I mean, we're not even learning African-American history in United States. So you can't expect that they are actually learning African-American history in their curriculum. Absolutely. Right. right. Mm -hmm. So when they come here with their kids, barely speaking English and trying to make ends meet, do you think that a part of our, upbringing at the house is about african-american culture no nope. it's actually just survival yeah. and probably how not to be like some of the, the american blacks that they're seeing in the streets because it's, it's a it's a it's a culture clash for them sometimes and so a lot of us who are very educated still grow up with that lack of understanding of what the african-american experience is because it was never part of our home life it was never part. We don't know. We know Harriet Tubman because we went to school. Had we not heard about Harriet Tubman in school, we would not know who a Harriet Tubman was. That's so interesting. I never even like thought about that, but you're absolutely right. And even, even down to the point that you've made about like, you know, sometimes being taught, you know, not to be like, you know, some of the African-American kids you see in the street, you know what I mean? Because it, it is a culture clash, like the way, you know, that, you know, we are raised and taught here you know in in america it's it, i'm sure it's it's it, there are, there have to be cultural differences as to mm -hmm. how you are taught you know in in haiti and other countries and it it's it's a clash that's really i didn't even I, so it may not even be like uh well just don't be like them yeah it, it, it's a it's it's really is like a cultural thing like it's well that's a cultural you know, thing and a lot of my friends like, really they don't understand it but like I'm like when we were in elementary school and it was picture day and we're dressed up in our Sunday's best with ribbons and bows and frills on our dress and church shoes and everybody else is in a t-shirt and sneakers. Right. <laughs> you know, like that's right. like the prime example of like <laughs> difference in culture, difference and that's in the even way. Like, for for like southern, like me being being southern, like it's so funny. My son, he just took his um he just took his kindergarten like graduation pictures, or whatever. And like, mm -hmm. you know, I I was raised, you know, too, like you know, when I was a kid, like it was picture day, you got on, you know, some nice creased, you know, shorts or jeans or I mean, not jeans, but like uh, khakis or dress pants, something like that. A shirt with a collar and it's tucked in. You got a nice haircut. You got good shoes on. You know what I mean? And yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely. And, and I remember being a kid and being that kid while everyone else, like you said, had on like the T-shirt and jeans. And it's just, a, it's, you know, people are just raised differently. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. 
So, I mean, you know, and, and this is things that, you know, we, we learn, like we have to be open to learning, right. And we have to be accepting of, of these things. Like we can't just be so quick to judge and be like, Oh, she don't know nothing. Or he doesn't know nothing or who are, you know, these black people don't, you know, they're, they're this, they're that. And I think that once we start to move away from that, you know, there'll probably be a, a better, I don't know, connecting connection or, but, um, Either way, I guess long story short about Beyonce, I mean, she's doing what she can out here. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know her I would, I would of... actually love to, like, you know, have a come back and, like, have, like, a longer conversation about, you know, we're done with Beyonce, but just about yeah. what, what you were just talking about. We were just talking about, like, the, you know, the African-American experience mm-hmm. you know, versus, like, the Haitian-American experience and having parents who literally, like, I didn't know your mom only came to America like when she was in her 40s like she lived a whole life with a whole different set of values and exactly. it was like a complete culture clash and then imagine trying to raise you you know what I mean like in this completely new country with like these different values and your you know your Haitian you know culture and, and the way that you're raised conflicting with you wanting to like fit in with what's mm-hmm. going on in America um yeah, I think I would love to have a conversation about with you with, about that with you like on another on another date too. Yeah, definitely. Really so yeah. yeah, and definitely. like be able to like ask questions about stuff that you never, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that would be great because you know there's a lot, there's a lot in that, and a lot of West Indians, Haitians will tell you that you know how we were raised to view African Americans in this country was very interesting. Like it, we we might have come off a little elitist or a little, but there's mm-hmm. so much to that, and it's not to. I mean, now when you know better, you do better. Obviously, like you know, you know better. But a lot of a lot of my friends did not really come to an understanding of African Americans uh, until like maybe their their adulthood, like or college experience. Right. Right. Like wow. Right. Like I go to school with them. I know. Like this. Like they're not like everyone. Like I'm telling you, the awakening that a lot of us had um, was 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 interesting. As yeah. being kids who were born in this country. <laughs> right. So, right. Yeah, we could definitely get into a conversation with that. I think okay. it would be great. That sounds good. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, I, I wanted to get into this one last topic, but I feel like we've, you know, we've probably exhausted our time. <laughs> That's, um, um, we could yeah. talk, yeah, we could talk about another time, uh, you know, because it's going to be going on for a while, this Kamala Harris and uh, Sandra, this Sandra or Susan Rice. Susan Rice, yeah. yeah. I can't even get that girl's name right. Um, Susan Rice's <laughs> <Wright> situation. <laughs> so we'll definitely reserve that for the next time because I know that there'll be a lot, uh, by the time we get back together, there'll be more, there'll be more movement with, uh, this, this particular issue or. Do you have anybody scheduled for next week? Um, I don't actually. We can okay. come back. Yeah. Let me, let's come back. Cause I want to talk about that too. Let's, let's, let's do a part two of yeah, this. Uh, we'll do this that. A lab. Yeah, we'll nah, do a let's, part let's, two. Let's talk about that because I did want to get into that too. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I think it's important. I mean, a lot of people are talking about it, and I think getting into this 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 thing about um um you know just having a black woman VP like this push for it this you know is one, and then we didn't get a chance to talk about our brother um Nick Cannon oh, and Nick? Kanye West. Please, please but, let me come back. Yeah, we're gonna come back next week. Okay, yeah, that's okay. So that's done. That's in the books. That's in the books. We here. We here (laughs) next week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, man. So, Paul, thank you so much for taking the time. As always, um, pleasure. Yeah, to just sit here and talk intelligently about these things. You know, there's a lot of people talking 
but are they talking intelligent? Yeah. And like for me, I, and like I said in the beginning of the show, like this was going to be, you know, like you said, it was going to be a good show. And like this, I'll be honest with you, like this, this particular conversation we had, like we done a lot of shows together, but like, I feel like we touched on a lot of like, like it very, like, I don't want to say controversial, but like just topics that like a lot of people don't, we don't really like sit down and like really parse these things mm-hmm. out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I really appreciated the conversation that we had today. I, I look forward to the, to the continuation of it. Yeah. Maybe. And I- and I love the way that we're able to still take like trending topics and still move to like a deeper space. That's yeah. what I love about our dynamic on this show. Yeah, is that we talk about the trash, but we bring the trash to a point of understanding. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. This was a good <laughs> Me talk. Too. All right. Well, Paul, thank you again. And definitely we'll be back next week to everyone else. Thank you for tuning into another episode of according to RP on WJMS radio. It's your girl, Rita Pierre and your boy PB. And we'll see you next week. See you next week, guys. All right. You were listening to According to RP on WJMS Radio. About time you tuned in. Tune in each and every Sunday. I can't wait to come back. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's all online. WJMS.